You have to communicate with them and tell them, hey, it makes mom feel like this when you do this. How does it make you feel when mom does this? So to give you a really, really tangible example is, hey, when mom sits down to work and you constantly interrupt me and you came in here to ask me for something that I know you're smart enough to work through on your own, I really believe you could have solved that problem on your own. It made it really hard for mom to be able to finish the work that I needs to do. And now I'm really distracted. And so I want to be able to finish my work and I want to be able to go out there and I want to not think about work anymore. And I want to focus on only you. I want to hug you. I want to love you. And I want to do ABC that you talked about doing. But it makes it really hard for mom when you come in here and you interrupt me over and over and over again. I will answer all your questions and I know we're going to have the best conversation as soon as I'm done. Set a timer. Let them know when mom's done. It's just constant talking about For me, it's about letting them know that they are a whole human and so am I. (laughs) And and you cannot deplete me if I'm not allowed to deplete you. I'm going to fill you up and I need you to fill me up. And this is a mutual relationship here. And we we have lots of those conversations. That is just a snippet of the incredible heart to heart juicy details that I'm going to be sharing with you inside of this very podcast episode today. Last week inside of my Facebook group, which if you're not already a member, you absolutely should be. Just go to facebook.com and type in systemize your life in the search bar and my group will pop up and you can become a group member too. The cool thing about being inside of my community over on Facebook is not only do I follow through with what is taught here on the podcast, but it truly is a forum for you to be able to ask questions that you can't ask me through this podcast. It's the space where you and I are going to be able to get into the nitty gritty. And every single week I go live, either teaching you on the information in a deeper, more meaningful way that I share here on the podcast or in a Q and a, which that is what today's podcast episode is. It is the audio from the Q and a last week inside of the Facebook group. And I chose to share it here because there were so many incredible questions asked and I answered every single one. Yes. Today's episode is long and that's okay. Cause it's good. You guys are going to be able to learn from other moms questions, and I'm sure that their questions are much like your own. So grab a pen, grab a paper or grab paper and pen, whichever way you go about it. Just make sure you take notes and also make sure that you don't miss out on this week's live. So get yourself over inside of the Facebook group. Now, what do you say? Let's dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. First question is from Angelica, which I'm so happy you're here. How do you keep your toddler from derailing your plans? My girl is 16 months old and doesn't understand the concept of mommy needs mom time. For sure. Uh, Okay, so how do I keep my toddler from derailing my plans? I 
I would suggest that you do a lot of work in training certain time blocks. Now, when they're young, I, Barbara, hello from Indiana. When they're super little, they're not going to understand that. And so it's a training period. You're in a phase in your motherhood where you have little kids and you have to be gentle with yourself and you have to be gentle with them. So if you are full force running a business from home and you have little kids at the same time, you're going to have to get very, very, very serious about when your blocks for work are taking place because realistically they are not going to happen when your kids are awake. They're just not going to happen. So Crystal says daycare. Mm -hmm. Find one day a week if you can where someone can, can watch your kids or you can do a swap or you can take them somewhere or someone can relieve you even if it's your husband when he comes home for work or a specific couple Saturdays out of the month. Get really, really creative and when you're going to have time for yourself. When my kids were little, I used my own morning time and my nighttime routine and when they were sleeping and I blocked out of desperation. I was running an event-based business and I had a lot of client work that I had to do and I had to get work done and I knew I had to be a mom too. And so I was running it when they were sleeping basically. And I got really serious with when I was sleeping. I had hard and fast bedtimes for me and for them. I got really serious about sleep training so that I could work during their sleep blocks. My first one, I didn't do that and it was a mess. My second one, I did do that. I taught really healthy sleep habits um, to my second one because I knew what a nightmare it was. (laughs) And so I did that with my second one. Now, to answer this a little bit further, my plans ebb and flow with my kiddos. Obviously, my my little one is three. And even before that, if she would wake up from nap and that's when I had a lot of work planned, those days for a while would disappoint me. And I know they disappoint a lot of you, but that is the process of working from home and having little kids. And so my biggest suggestion and what I did and what I think that can really benefit you is have a list of things that absolutely have to be done when they're sleeping and have a list of things that could potentially be done when they're awake. Things that you're better, that's really easy for you to push out that don't take a lot of concentration, that don't take creative thought, that don't take isolation from you. Save those things for when you know they're going to be sleeping throughout the night or when you've squared away for someone else to support you when you can step aside. Crystal sleep training is very crucial. Teaching your kids healthy sleeping habits is not selfish at all. It is the best thing that you can do for your kids and for you is to have everyone on very, very, very healthy sleeping habits. Okay. And Sheree, do you have any tips for scheduling tasks based off your energy level? It's something I've recently heard about, but I'm not familiar with this concept. Yes. I teach about this inside of the Academy specifically for women and cycle syncing. I, I, I touch on it. So I touch on this because I've been made aware of it. I use it when I can in my own life, but I'm not a pro at it. I have an incredible resource for you guys to get connected with. Her name is Joelle Joelle Seuss, and she just did a slight shift in her podcast. She used to do productivity, but she's shifting into specifically teaching women how to use the energy in their female cycle to help them become more productive, to help them become more healthy mentally and physically. It's amazing. So, so good. And Anne-Cherie, I would say 
if you are kind of turned on by that thought and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that, look into it because it can be extremely, extremely helpful, um, just especially for women, even if it's just knowing enough about it to where it brings attention to the front of your mind, depending on what your energy levels are and where you are in your cycle and how you can have grace with yourself and not push so hard and hustle so hard in times of the month where your energy is, it wants you to focus inward and it wants you to lay low. Okay. Angelica says, yes, honoring my cycle has been such a challenge. I get nothing done when I'm PMSing. Thanks for the resource. Yeah. Joelle Seuss, it looks like, like it's spelled like Dr. Seuss, Joelle Seuss. I can link it for you here, uh, shortly. Okay. Susie, says, do you have a system for mail and paperwork? Question number one. Question number two, we'll get to in a second. Do I have a system for mail and paperwork? I do. And what I'm realizing right now is that, hey, Stephanie, that my system for paper and paperwork has shifted into a new season. And so my paperwork right now is a mess. And I was feeling really down on myself. And I was like, no, Chels, that's because you haven't reinvestigated your season. Bailey went to preschool and she's bringing all the things home and I don't have it. I don't have a place for it. So here's what I'll tell you about any nook and cranny of your house that is getting out of control. And that is a nuisance and it's always backing up. You have to create a system. You need a home for every item. And here's the homes that we've created. When Blaine moved in, he was like, I want all the file cabinets. And I was like, no, we do not need all the file cabinets. Um, what we need is a file box. Okay. And so I have specific categories and you'll have to, you'll have to get in there and see what categories do we need. But I have a category um, for health where I keep our health stuff. I have a category for our bills. I have a category for our home. I have a category for specific work things like my interpreting stuff. And every time mail comes in, Blaine and I put the things into the bins where they go. So to be a little bit more clear about that and forthright, we have a holding tank because those bins in our small office that's in our bedroom aren't readily accessible. It's hard for us to file them immediately. So I created a temporary holding bin and I loathe filing. I would throw everything away if it was up to me. Like I legit don't even open my mail because I loathe it that much. And Blaine's like, "Ah, hold on a minute. Like I love mail and I want to read every single word, even though I already read the email. Okay. So I put things that I feel like should be kept and everything else gets thrown away, shredded, whatever you do with them in the holding tank. And it's Blaine's job when the holding tank gets filled up to pull out the little file boxes. You lift the lid and there's hanging files inside of it. It's about this wide. And he puts them inside of there. Okay. So that is what we do with, with mail. What we do with all the children's things is I have a binder. I have a three ring binder, like the big ones. And I three hole punch the stuff that I feel is really, really crucial from the kiddos. Everything else gets thrown away. Um, I keep them from certain holidays, anything that they've created and crafted. Uh, You could keep everything. Joanna Gaines literally keeps every single paper item that her kids have ever made. Uh, And I believe she keeps them in binders as well. But I keep all my stuff in three ring binders. And all of those binders of like photo album books, like when I used to uh, scrapbook and all of their their arts and crafts through every grade. She has a specific book for that grade. And I keep some of her schoolwork in there and stuff like that. So it basically comes down to just creating one small space, keeping what's super important, putting it in there and uh, 
addressing it as soon as it comes in the house. Okay. So if you have a holding tank, the only thing that goes in the holding tank is not all the mail. It's not all the stuff out of the backpack. You have to go through it immediately. Get rid of what you don't absolutely have to keep and then put the other stuff either directly into the file folders or you could use the holding tank system that we use. Okay. Number two from Susie is for your to-do lists. I know you mentioned it in one of your podcast episodes that you add it to Meister task. Do you do things when you can throw? Okay. So what Susie's asking is I have a to-do list for my business and I have one for my home. My home one, I have a fundamental need block or two hours every week. Most of the time it's an hour one day and an hour the next another day. We focus on our to-dos. And I do have one in my business as well. Hi, Heather. Thanks for being here. Uh, Crystal, thanks for being here too. And all of you that are here. So in my business, I have a to-do list as well. And I keep a specific block in my Meister task, in my workflow, which I which I use MeisterTask, that software program. And inside of that to-do list, when you click the little, when you click the little batch, the little box, it opens up and I have a long running list of all of my to-dos. And I, depending on how long the list is, when I set up my, when I set up my workflow for the next week, if it's really long, I will set aside specific time to just focus on those tasks. Sometimes if I'm overwhelmed by it, I hit it first thing on Monday morning. If it's a few little tiddly biddly things, I don't need to schedule specific time for it. It just depends for me how much time I need for my to-do list. And typically when I have to schedule time for it, it's when I have an event, something special going on, Um, like I'm launching something or I'm part of a giveaway or like I'm going to be part of the summit for Horatio Printing, uh, the Dreamer Summit. So I'm doing a lot of extra things. So I have to schedule time for that to-do list. Okay. Savet, I believe is how you pronounce your name. Besides block scheduling, how can I keep up on the to-do list between work, homeschooling, and self-care? Um pare down what you're doing. I would definitely say for all of us that are thinking, how in the world am I going to do all these things? You have to really look at what you're doing. Um, Time blocking is important, but if you have way too much to even fit into your blocks and still get seven to nine hours of sleep at night, you're going to have to pick what's actually moving you closer to that woman that you want to be, to those goals that you've set for yourself. And the only way that you're going to get there is with these systems, right? I talked a lot about that in the Overwhelmed to Success workshop. So creating a specific system and routines inside of your blocks is not only going to help the other people in those blocks, like the kiddos that you're homeschooling, and it's going to help you when you go into your work block if it's routine, which I'm going to address this question in a little bit. Um, I think Lisa had this question. Uh this is how you shift and you and you become impactful in every single one of those times. Your specific words of how do you keep up, you have to you have to have internal motivation. If you are ones to just sit and not do a lot and get overwhelmed by the amount of stuff you do, you're not going to be able to keep up. I am working all day long. But the work that I do is productive. It's peaceful. It's positive. It's encouraging. 
And it's a lot better than the work that I would be doing if I didn't have my systems in place, if I wasn't time blocking. That's still really hard work in motherhood, juggling everything and being all over the place, right? But I choose to do it in a way that is a bit more cohesive and intentional. So sometimes I can't keep up because like right now, Bailey Mae has been sick. And so you have to come to a place where you say, okay, what is falling behind? What am I lacking in? And how am I going to get myself brought back to that position where I'm caught up? And then you do those systems every single day. You continue to show up and you train yourself to know if I don't show up here in this, I'm going to get behind again. And I do not like the way that I feel. I don't like the way that I behave. I don't like the way that I think. I don't like anything about my life when I'm not operating in my systems and my routines. Okay. Hillary says, how do you deal with organization, organizing things that needs to get accomplished each, each week, but with no specific time frame? How do you deal with getting back on track when things are people that you have no control over derail you? Hillary, I just kind of talked about that second question a little bit, but the first one on how I deal with organizing things that needs to get accomplished each week with no specific time frame, I, I deal with, with that specifically in my business with a workflow. And I, I take my big goal for something that I'm trying to achieve later on down the road and I break it into small pieces. I work it backwards. There's a business systems series inside of this Facebook group. There's a unit that has all of these different modules that are specific to how I build that in my business. And that is how I get those things accomplished. I make sure that I have a specific, I know every single task that I have to complete in my business and I give it a place to live inside my week. They become so routine, it's just rinse and repeat. I know what I have to do, I get it done, and I move on. There's no real specific time frame that they have to be done, like my monthly tasks um, where, yeah, I do need to go through and, and clean out my computer, and I need to go through and um, do my finance log, and different things that no one's really making me do any of those things, but they do need to get done. And so I put them and let them live in a specific, um, I, I have them live in a specific place in my week and I hold myself accountable to show up. Susie said the dreaded pare it down. So true, but as moms, we want to do it all. Crystal says, do you have a system or I, idea or plan for budgeting? I do, Crystal. We, my, uh, we use the paper envelope system. We've done it electronically with the same concept and, um, I am so excited to be putting that inside of the academy. Uh, all everything that we do is going to be there. But what we do is a paper envelope system. We learned a lot from Dave Ramsey. My husband was super huge into Dave Ramsey when we met. My mom has done paper envelopes all my life out of necessity because we didn't have a lot of extra or surplus. Um, and she was just really frugal and budget savvy. When Blaine and I first met, we were cycling in and out of credit card debt. We would, we could afford the payment of the money that we put on the credit card. But what we were doing is that money that we could afford, we were paying back things that we didn't have the money for in, the t in, in that time. And so we switched to the paper envelope system and we no longer ever, we don't have credit cards, we don't have debt at all because we got really serious about how we were paying for things. And that was from the envelope system. I will be sharing a lot more about that on the podcast in the weeks and months to come. So um, that would be super helpful. But 
Dave Ramsey's um, budgeting solutions is where we pretty much learned all of it. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie Gass, you're so funny. How do you never do laundry again? Well, I was going to tell you, we could be like Stephanie. And in the comments, Stephanie Perenza lives in Kansas City and she has a laundry service. Um, you're always going to have to do laundry. So you can either outsource it or you can figure out how to do it yourself. And if you are overwhelmed by laundry, listen to my podcast episode on um, how to get a grip on your laundry. Stephanie says how to manage her other question is how to manage your time along with your spouse, which is a fantastic question. I believe wholeheartedly in full communication with your spouse, being very open and candid about what you want, about your dreams, about what you need. Um, Heather says every dollar.com is an excellent budgeting app. Yeah. Heather had tremendous success doing the envelope system electronically. We did not have as much success with it that way. We actually had to go to paper envelopes to make it work in our family because we had such negative habits. Um, and that helped us curb our habits in, in like a week. Okay. Crystal said, I love Dave Ramsey. We don't have debt except the house, but I have a problem with the stuff that is not a set amount like food and groceries. Awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to write these things down, Crystal, and talk about them. Um, my meal planning system helps me to keep a budget for my food. And that's one of the things, that's one of my, my secret weapons in my back pocket for my budget envelope. The other thing that really helps with that is taking my set amount of money to the grocery store and literally having to take things off the belt when I'm not going to have enough cash to pay for it. That's how I've had to train myself because our budget for our bill for groceries is one of, if not the most expensive thing that we pay for in our house. Um, okay. So back to Stephanie's question, how to manage your time along with your spouse. <clears throat> I use a shared Google calendar with Blaine. He sees my calendar and I see his and um, that way we can we can communicate with one another without always using words. He's able to have complete autonomy over his life and still be plugged into his children and to his wife. He doesn't have to ask me permission for things and I don't have to ask him permission for things. We do communicate about it. What do you think about this? But my husband never has to call me from work when the guys want to go and play around a golf and say, hey, can I go to golf this day? Can I do this? It sounds much more like, hey, the guys want to go to golf. I see that there's nothing on the calendar on Saturday. Is it updated on your end? Because it looks like a good day for me to go. Is it a good day on your end for me to go? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. And that's pretty much how we communicate. That's what we do. Uh, Susie says, what about when your spouse doesn't use an electronic calendar? They will start. Blaine didn't either. And it took us a long time. It's little by little by little by little. There's about to be a big train that comes by, <laughs> like a really loud train. So um, I have had many, many, many friends that have not, their husbands have not used an electronic calendar. And two things, let it go in that direction, okay? Shoot for that to be your long term goal. But in the meantime, put a very large shared family calendar, like a paper one or a dry erase one, in a shared common space. Wherever he walks through every single day or you walk through every single day, get a calendar up on the wall. <clears throat> Susie said, I'm in the same boat. 
or Adelia said, I'm in the same boat. We're working on him joining me. Do it very, very slowly, ladies. Very slowly. Don't overwhelm them. They don't understand why it's beneficial to them. They feel like it's a chore and a nuisance. And it took Blaine a long time to understand that this was actually benefiting him to the point now where he's telling all the other dudes that he works with, why are you not on a shared calendar with your wife? Like, hello. So he's come a long way and they will see the benefit of it. Um, and I don't want to say it took some training, but it did take leadership on my part to get him to see that I want to do this household thing together. I want you and me to, to be doing our life together. I don't want to be in charge of your life. And I told Blaine that many times. I want you to feel just as empowered on what we do and when we do it as me. And even if you don't care to have that kind of control because it takes a lot of brain power, could you at least just support me? Could you at least just try it for two weeks and see if you absolutely hate it? And then we'll come back to the drawing board. Start there. I started a lot of conversations that way. Okay. So that is how I do that. And then also my communication board. You guys have seen that in a recent podcast episode um, where I have just a board in the kitchen where I write information down on it. So when I'm not home or when um, we're in a very specific, important transition in our house that I need support in, I, I put information up there for Blaine to be able to see. Okay, Alicia says, time blocking with homeschooling to working from home, building a separate business from my work and home duties. And Lisa said this. So I'm assuming the question is, how do you do it all? Uh, how do you time block all of it? Use my five block system and get yourself a morning and nighttime routine. Block out your 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 work hours so they they should be black in your planner where you're doing your other job right so for me it's been and it still is at times interpreting those would be my blackout zones and I would fill in my blocks everywhere outside of that and my fundamental needs went inside of wherever they could live that week inside of there when you're building a separate business for your work your growth might not be out of this world like you want it to be that's okay you will get closer to your end goal as long as you don't give up. If you just keep going, if you just keep going, get really serious about your routines and about your systems and about when people are going to sleep. I'm not kidding. And you need to get very serious about getting yourself into bed and waking up early before everyone else. Get yourself ready. Get some slow scripture prayer in and then go make breakfast. Greet your family before they greet you. Have food ready to put in their face. And, and start your day with so much intention. It changes everything. It absolutely changes everything. Your home duties, figure out how you can outsource to family members. Figure out how you can get your kiddos to come and do it. My three-year-old can't do those things. But you better believe I'm training her. Because soon enough, she'll be old enough to do them. And I want her to know how. And so she comes with me. She does them with me. I do not try and figure out when to do my cleaning duties when no one else is around or when everyone else is occupied. You're doing it with mom because we all made this mess and we all live in this house. So we're all doing it together. And guess what? If you go do it all on your own, I'm going to pay you. Use your skills to, to make money. That's what mom does. Mom's using her skills to make money over here behind the computer. You want to make skills? You want to make money using your skills to sweep the front porch? Cool. Every time you do that, I'll pay you 50 cents or a quarter. 
So I have a podcast episode on how I outsource to my kids. Um, it's a bonus episode called Chores Like a Boss, uh, if you're interested in that. Okay. Janelle says, I homeschool and struggle with how much time to block for that because the attitude and attention of my kids drives my day. I love this question. So many of us have switched to homeschooling, A, because we were forced to, and B, then we were like, well, we love our kids. This is kind of cool. But what I've come to realize in homeschooling one of mine a couple days a week, and then she goes to her grandmother's, who is a school teacher, and she teaches her the other days of the week. So I have it much easier than a lot of you do. But I still am getting this, oh, cool, you don't really want to do your work right now. That's special. <laughs> wow. And here's what I've come to find. This may not be true for you, but are you multitasking? Are you, are you being cognizant of what they need during that time? Or is your brain busy with what you need to do somewhere else? Because I've I've been making tally marks. I've been charting. And most of the time, not always, but most of the time, my daughter gives me pushback with her attitude when her needs are unmet. And I am responsible for that. She's eight years old. So we've had conversations about that. And the more consistent you are with yourself, with how you show up, what time you show up, when the snack is on the table, where they sit, and what are the approved homeschool areas. When all of that is consistent, they will become consistent. So you need to ask yourself how consistent you've been. And if you've not been consistent, start there. And if you've been super consistent and you're still getting pushback, you're going to have to look at every single kid individually and say, what do you need? Like, what do they need from you so that it goes as predicted more times than not? Once you get that predictability, then your time blocks are going to be much more dependable and consistent for you. Okay. All right. Ashley Carroll, toddler scheduling and working from home. <laughs> Ashley, this is like the most general question ever. I love it. And there's just so many resources for this. All in like the beginning of the podcast. I feel like this is my life, right? Um, this is like this is like Co. This is the business. This is my podcast. Um, toddler schedule and working from home. I'll touch on this very quickly. Ashley, you can DM me if you have, or even drop it here in the comments if you have a more specific question. But um, get your sleep. Get your sleep dialed in, okay? Even if they're not napping. Um, and have them doing everything with you that you that they can. Be with them. Show up for them. And work when they're sleeping. And, and lean on other people. Allow other people to take care of your kids. Okay? Um, and, and, and fill them up. Look at, like, what makes them happy. What activities do they love? And pour into them in the morning. And, and for toddlers, teach them how to independent play. Let them go be alone. And my husband's like, yeah, but she could hurt herself. And I'm like, natural consequences are great. We've baby proofed our house. She's not going to like hang herself somewhere. Like, sure, she might grab a stool and try and climb on her dresser in her bedroom. I hope she doesn't. But mom's listening. Okay, I'm listening. And so I'm going to let her go upstairs and I'm going to let her play in her bedroom while I prep dinner. I'm going to let her do that. And it's okay. 
And sometimes she falls off her stool. And you know what? She's either going to be the kid that learns from that or she's going to keep doing it, no matter if I'm sitting there watching her and hovering over her or not. Okay. Jennifer asks, in Systemize Your Biz, what do you do if you have a bucket that takes more than one chunk of time to complete? So you can you can approach this two ways. You can either break that that bucket up into two separate buckets. So you do one on one day and one on the next day, or you can keep it inside of your in progress section and that your in progress section, which I teach inside of Systemize Your Biz, um, should be the first place that you go to when you pull up your workflow for the day. And then you would open it up and you would do it. Third option is if you know that that bucket, you can only do it on Monday and Wednesday because it takes more time. You don't have enough time to touch it on Tuesday. Then put a little label on it, Jennifer, that says Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Jennifer Lee, how often do we update and fine tune our workflow? Do it every season. Look at it every three months, but you should be revising it every week as you go to build your new workflow. Jennifer and I just talked about this on a call that we had together last week. <laughs> That's why she put that cute little face there. Uh, Tiffany, how do you maintain a clean home? I feel like within minutes it falls apart and I never feel on top of it. Um, I, everything should have a home in your house. Everything should have a home where it lives. And if there's not enough space for that, you got to get rid of stuff. So first of all, it's to simplify Make your house super simple. We don't need a lot of things. We really don't because then it just makes us feel like we can't ever keep up. So start purging. Start getting rid of things. Two, teach your children to clean up after themselves. Expect it from them. My three-year-old now, we've been training. She now, when she's done eating her meal, takes her plates to the kitchen. So she's learning how to clean up after herself after she eats. Does she always remember it? No. Does she need help putting it on the counter? Yes, I have to be there for her, but soon enough, she'll be tall enough to put it up there. And so after every single play, every single play, no matter what age your kids are, no matter what they're doing, their space that they walked into should be left better than the way that they found it. That should become a rule and a mantra that you live by in your home. It's why I love Montessori education. It's what they teach them. You should always leave your environment better than the way that you found it. And that goes for if you're sitting at the kitchen table doing homework, you should leave it better than the way you found it. If it looked awesome when you got there, well then leave a little love note before you left or make sure that it is as pristine as it was before you got there. You shouldn't be leaving your things all over the place. And so it takes a lot of training on our behalf, but it teaches our children how to be responsible for themselves. So that's how I keep my house tidy. How I keep my house clean is I do a cleaning rotation. I have certain zones in my house and I clean based on um, if that is a, a like a weekly thing that I clean or if it's an every two week or if it's like a monthly thing that I clean, like a real deep dive on my shower I do once a month uh, for the most part. Sometimes I do it a little bit more often than that, but mostly it's once a month. Bathtubs, toilets, bathrooms, all that. Um, I do every two weeks and then I just do like surface cleaning, the floors, all the surfaces. I do that every week. Okay. Uh, Amparo, I think I'm saying your name wrong. Amparo, how do you really disconnect from work? I tend to have so many creative ideas during my free time and this is positive on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like I cannot be fully present with my family. I always have a space where I can write notes down. 
always. So I can just get them down and I don't have to think about them. How do I really disconnect from my work? It makes me kind of emotional when I think about it, but I, I don't want to be away from my family all the time. And I see what I'm missing out on when I'm not emotionally present for them. And so I choose to put my phone away and I choose to realize that the work that I'm doing in my motherhood is just as great as the work that I want to do from behind my computer with you. And it takes a lot of intention and it takes a lot of journaling. It takes a lot of prayer and just utter belief that the growth of my business will happen at the rate that it's supposed to. And it is not worth me trying to grow faster and sacrificing that like glazed over look is how I think of it, you know, where we just show up and we go through the motions instead of really feeling into those moments with our kids. So have a parking lot for the things that come up. Have a space where you write it down. Have a have an idea notebook. I keep one in the kitchen because when I'm cooking, I always have ideas that come up. And so I keep one in my kitchen drawer where I write notes down there. Um, Lisa seconded in that question and said, how to disconnect and not think about work when it's family time. I think a lot of this to what helps me is <clears throat> I, I know what tasks I have to finish throughout the week and I know when they're going to get done and I don't have to think about what has to be done in my business. I have my hours where I work, I show up, I do the work and I leave. And I know that as long as I am not sucked into my phone, that I will get that work done in that time frame. I pre-planned that. I built a workflow. That's what Systemize Your Biz is. It's literally teaching you how to do that very thing so that you can stop this exact, this exact issue. How to disconnect and not think about work when it's family time. That's how I do it. My workflow really does help me. Susie says, so you just keep a notepad out while hanging out with your family? Um, kind of. <laughs> And there's one available in the kitchen, which is like the main space where I go through. So it's really easy for me to go jot it down. Or if I'm out and about, um, I'll jot it down in my notepad in my phone. Okay, Lisa says, how to transition emotionally from being in the mom homeschool time block to being focused and productive in the work time block. Routines really help. Okay, so if you have a workflow, well, a workflow will help too. If you have a workflow, you do not have to spend any mental or emotional energy transitioning from your family to your kids. Why? Because it's already pre-thought out. You literally sit down, you open up your workflow, you follow what's on there, and you get out. Lisa, you're getting all of this. You're inside the academy, so you're going to, we are going to build your workflow. We're all going to do it together inside of the academy. You're going to walk away with it, um, and you're going to absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, that is how I do that. I, I know that the time that I spend in my business is really impactful and then I, I get out and I'm done. Okay. Two solutions for working with kids in the house. Um, just work on boundaries. Communication is the, the biggest thing here. You have to communicate with them and tell them, Hey, it makes mom feel like this when you do this. How does it make you feel when mom does this? So to give you a really really tangible example is, hey, when mom sits down to work and you constantly interrupt me and you came in here to ask me for something that I know you're smart enough to work through on your own, I really believe you could have solved that problem on your own. It made it really hard for mom 
to be able to finish the work that I need to do. And now I'm really distracted. And so I want to be able to finish my work and I want to be able to go out there and I want to not think about work anymore. And I want to focus on only you. I want to hug you. I want to love you. And I want to do ABC that you talked about doing. But it makes it really hard for mom when you come in here and you interrupt me over and over and over again. I will answer all your questions and I know we're going to have the best conversation as soon as I'm done. Set a timer. Let them know when mom's done. It's just constant talking about, for me, it's about letting them know that they are a whole human and so am I. (laughs) And you cannot deplete me if I'm not allowed to deplete you. I'm going to fill you up and I need you to fill me up. And this is a mutual relationship here. And we have we have lots of those conversations. <laughs> okay. And Mary says, real suggestions to avoid time wasting distractions for squirrel brain. This is the last question. And uh, real suggestions to avoid time wasting and distractions for a squirrel brain. I would say that you need to have real tangible steps written down that you want to focus on in order for us to be focused a we have to get rid of the distractions so if your distraction is games on your phone or social media on your phone you need to delete them you need to get rid of them you should not have them anymore and if you find a new distraction you need to get rid of them if you're having a problem with constantly being distracted what's underneath it why are you avoiding the work that you know you want to do dig deeper. What's underneath there? What's down below? Because that is, that's what you need to address. Are you afraid? Are you scared? Do you have like this big fear? Do you feel uh, insecure in some way? Like what is making you not want to sit down and do the work that you need to do specifically? Um, and have a plan in place. Have a plan in place for what you're going to do with your time. And, and begins to realize if I don't do this plan, I don't reach that end goal. And I really want that goal. So it's all about showing up for yourself and saying, hey, if I make this choice, this happens. If I make this choice, this happens. Um, I know that that is not a quick fix, but it could be quick if you got really serious about it and you said, okay, these are my distractions why do I allow distractions? What is keeping me from doing that work? Because it's not just the distraction. You go to the distraction because that's what's easy for you. That's what puts your mind at ease and allows you to not think about the other thing that you want to do, but you can't get yourself to do. So think about the why. A good journaling, um, uh, what is the word? like practice a good, a good, like just sit down one time and journal one time, go through this. will will show you a lot of the answers. So go back through and answer those questions on what are you, what is your distraction and why are you allowing that distraction to happen? And then sit down and put a plan in place that says, this is my end goal. in just two weeks from now, it doesn't have to be huge. You can say in two weeks from now, I want this to happen. And then make steps to get you to that end goal in two weeks and and do those steps every single day. And you will feel the most incredible sense of, of gratification and really just reward from even just the tiniest thing in two weeks and, and how that motivates you to keep going. Okay. You guys, your interaction was awesome today. I'm going to go home and rescue my husband. He has his own work to do. <laughs> and I am going to... Uh, hang out with you guys again next week. 
Thank you for being here. If you have any other questions, always feel free to reach out. And I'm super pumped. We'll do another Q&A soon. Have a good day. Have a good weekend.